0: Yo, this is Jason V from the Jasons and you're in the dummy room. Dummy Room Punk Rock Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is going to be episode 185. Hope everyone is excellent. My guest for this episode is an absolute killer on the drums. He's played with a bunch of cool people. Currently playing with Sack, but his main thing is Virtuosos and they're fucking rad. Ruben, Patino, what's up, dude? Hey man. How's it going? It's going good, dude. I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you on finally. It's good to meet yeah. you.
1: Yeah, it's uh, this is awesome. Uh, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. I'm a big yeah. fan.
0: Awesome. Uh, dude, I I was trying to figure out who had uh, reached out, like, two years ago to the show. So one of you guys did. I couldn't figure it out. Somebody sent uh, sent some downloads and stuff, and Thank I me. still can't figure out who, who it came from. must have been you.
1: Yeah, it was me. Uh, you're talking Bricheros? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I tried to hit up everyone that, <laughs> you know, it's into this style of music uh, and the ones that are not too, you know, but uh, just to kind of promote the band and all that, you know, how it goes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude, shit's, yeah. shit is so good, man.
1: Well, thanks, man. Yeah. yeah, I love it.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of that stuff. Um, that's, that's really, I've been wanting to have you on for a long time because of that band, you know, and of course now you're in sack. And we'll get into that. But of course, there's, you know, you guys got shit to promote. But anyways, before we get started with any of that, dude, I got to ask. I got I to gotta say a uh, new album came out. Yes, two days ago. Whatever, whenever it came out, new uh, Sweatpants Party record. Have you heard oh, that? Yeah. Dude, are you a fan? You a big Aper's fan? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome, uh, dude.
1: Kevin helped us a little bit with some distro in, in uh, Europe for Bricheros. Cool, cool. Yeah, he bought a bunch of records. so awesome. yeah uh, but Then he has another band, too. Um.
0: Insanity Alert.
1: Yeah, that's right. I've <laughs> I just been seeing that he was playing not long ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. What do you think of them, man? You a fan of them?
1: Uh, I haven't actually heard much of that me- kind of middle ish band, but uh, the other ones, yeah. I love the Aper's, you know.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, this yeah. new record, I don't know if you've heard the whole thing or anything but it's you know it's him it's his songs it sounds like an apers record to me it sounds like a really good apers record to me i was blown away i was getting a little nervous because i've been waiting so long for this record i thought uh you know maybe maybe it's not going to be worth the wait but it totally was exceeded my expectations totally <laughs> you like the apers you're gonna you're gonna fucking love this it's good you know he hasn't put out anything in a while yeah you know he's been doing the metal thing so he's back i hope he's back
1: i wish they'll tour the states
0: dude i know
1: that'd be a that'd be awesome if we could play a show with them i'd be super stoked
0: (laughs) set it up dude set apers brachurros sack yeah dude double duty (laughs) I like
1: get yeah, yeah. sometimes, especially with Sack, because it's just such a fast pace and <laughs> fucking eight notes and these dudes will go like blocks of fucking six to eight songs that are whack with you yeah, know yeah. like one right after the other. It's just fucking gnarly. And then Brucheros, you know, which is also fucking fast.
0: I yeah. could pull it off. With <laughs> yeah. a lot of yeah, practice,
1: yeah. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um Dude, that is stamina. When did you start playing drums? Because, man, I, I watch you play in some videos and it's like you're, you're fucking fast. That
1: was a long time ago. Like, <laughs> yeah, like uh, single digits. My dad had this, like, a snare and, um, and a cymbal in his... We had this little office in the house where he was the only one allowed to be in. And then he had, like, this big stereo and, like, all these records and tapes uh eight tracks and shit like that, you know, back home you know, we were kids and it also had a guitar and, uh, you know he, the first thing he'd say is like don't you go in that room, you know because that all his paperwork <laughs> and bullshit is there so, but, <laughs> you know, Reuben always trying to, you know go against the flow, I guess fucking goes in there and, and starts <laughs> fucking with that snare and, uh and back in the day, they had that fucking, um, like that muffler little deal with the, you know, the, it's like a bolt that goes across. You know, I don't know what the actually, I mean, I've been playing drums my whole life and I don't know the name of that part, but it's like, uh, it kind of takes some of the uh, echo of the drum in a way. Okay. It's like a muffler sort of thing. Gotcha. And, uh, I was fucking with it not knowing what it was and then this fucking thing drops inside the drum and I'm like, well. Now my dad is not only going to know I've been here, now I broke the snare. So he came home that night and, you know, he always—he probably knew that I was there every other night and just never said anything, you know, but he was like, I saw him, you know, taking the head off the drum and fixing it up and I said, oh, what happened there? <laughs> you know? Yeah. He was like, do you like to play the drums? And he, and I was like, fuck yeah, you know, and so, and you know, that's how it kind of started, you know, then cool. I started with just that and pl- playing with my brother since, I mean, he was a fucking six-year-old, you know, yeah, it was, it was that's crazy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, we started, you know, uh, then... He started with the guitar, you know, and I convinced my dad to buy him an electric guitar for his birthday. So we went and bought it, me and him. He gave it to him for his birthday and then, fuck, dude, we started making noise. We, we He used to plug in the, the guitar into the house stereo because we didn't have an amp, you know. And I had the snare and the one cymbal. Um, so then I used this little fucking piece of furniture that my parents had it's like uh kind of like my bass drum you know but i hit it with my hand so um that's where i think that and i played fucking left-handed so you know i yeah. started working on my left hand quite a bit and that's what i used to um uh, to do the hi-hats you know yeah yeah and then i mean i'm a huge ramones fan so Seeing Mark and Ramon play, and <laughs> notes. it's a fucking trip.
0: Yeah, you were in Peru at that time, right? Uh, yeah, I was there 20 years
1: old. That was in okay. Okay. 2000 is when I turned. Yeah.
0: Out. Yeah. So like, uh, I, I, not to change subjects really, but um, you know, like I love international punk rock, like the stuff from yeah. Italy and the stuff from Rotterdam. All that shit is great, and there's there's so much good stuff from South America, but oh, I think wow, it yeah. it totally gets like overlooked. And I don't know if it's because a lot of a lot of the bands down there like sing sing in their language. So right. that doesn't help. But th- dude, there is the Ramones worship in South America is insane. And there's so many good Ramones core bands.
1: Yeah, there it's fucking crazy. You know? And Peru is huge too. I mean, you know, like Motorhead and uh, I don't think Ramon's ever played there, but I know Motorhead did, and that was crazy. Iron Maiden, you know, fucking shit like I mean, everyone yeah, yeah. goes. It's like a whole thing. Like you know, it's such a small country. Like literally, everything stops, and um, and it's just all about that event. You know, it's pretty crazy.
0: Um, yeah. We've played. What city were you in? Can I ask? Were you in Lima? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. the only city I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's
1: the only city, really. I mean, okay. there's there's a bunch of cities, but um, Lima is where everything comes to. Cool. So cool. It, it's got the last technology. That, you know, it's where everything is. And actually, you know, I haven't been there in a long time. I mean, you know, last time I was there, was 2019, like right before the pandemic. So, hmm. it, but, you know, everything is kind of like... Developing in developing in a way, you know, it's a Peru is yeah. a country that went through a lot of bullshit with terrorism and uh, having a military government back in the seventies, which made it, like they closed the borders, so there was no we couldn't get things like you know imported, you know what I mean. So like if you play in a band back in those days, and I mean yeah, the thirty years ago, you know. 80s you know yeah 35 years ago it it was you couldn't get like a fender guitar or a gibson guitar
2: Hmm. there
1: was no way you know and uh so the only people that will get that were the ones that were able to fly buy it here and bring it there and that was a whole other trip because once you get through customs they might tell you you know these cannot go through
0: (laughs) fuck that dude
1: it was fucking crazy. That was 70s, you know, and then 80s was fucking kind of, you know, terrorism was at, at its fucking highest between, you know, mid 80s and early 90s. Yeah. So it was, I mean, for my brother Philippe and I grew up, and for us, it was a, like normal to, like, all of a sudden there's a blackout, you know, so there's no power in like hmm. blocks and blocks, and we're like fucking trying to do homework, you know, uh, shit like that, or fucking price of gas will go like a skyrocket, you know, and then it goes back down and then our fucking economy was completely destroyed. It was like a crazy fucking, like beyond inflation. So I was trying, you know, to grow up like that. It was so, everything was so uncertain, you know, (laughs) and we're playing, at this this time, you know, early 90s, we're getting into punk rock, you know, or like really, you know, so.
0: How did that happen? Like, what was the band like? that really started to, you know, turn, turn you into a punk rocker?
1: Um, I think it was bad religion. Oh yeah. Yeah. How, how does like, that, I
0: mean, how did you, how do you discover them down there if, if it's hard been, to get shit in? Well, um, we used to
1: get this, um, my sister was, of course, five years younger, uh, older and she was, uh, she always had like these posters in her bedroom and, uh, shit like that, you know? And, um, she used to get these magazines from Europe called Bravo. I think they're from Germany. Hmm. And uh, she'll go to these like little stand and pay lots of money for these magazines. Then take them like she literally take all the pages off and fucking paste them all over. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and they were all like mostly kind of dark bands and like post-punk and shit. And then she had a poster of like Guns N' Roses or something. Hmm. And the drummer, I've, I've always looked at looked up the drummers, you know, like uh, Stuart Copeland was like one of my favorites because she also had a big police poster. And then uh, she had this poster of Guns N' Roses and I was looking at the drummer and he had a, a shirt that said, T, said TSOL on.
0: Cool, yeah.
1: So I always wonder what the fuck TSOL was, you know, but it wasn't like I could go on Google and type TSOL. And <laughs> yeah. So, in that, like, it got in my head, and like, you would never, like, I was like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense, like, you yeah, know, whatever. So, I was, uh, we met this guy that lived in the corner of our street, and um, he was also a little older. And, and then uh, he had a bunch of, like, at the time they were CDs, and uh, he had a bad religion uh, CD on there and I'm reading through it and I see TSOL on there. And I can't tell you what the fuck record that was. Cause my, my thing was like, okay, TSOL, now I'm going to fucking find out what that is. You know, cause I'm obsessed with drums and drummers and shit at this point in my life. So then I, I played that record cause I had it, you know, and then it fucking just went from that to Pennywise to, uh, Green Day and fucking like all the bigger bands, you know, Offspring yeah. of came in and when they, when Smash got released and that was worldwide, you know, so then we started to get into it some more and finding out all these other, or finding all these other bands, you know, like uh, Bad Brains and Minor Thread and Seven Seconds and just, you know, whatever and we were trying to get as deep as we could into this music because it's like it kinda like took all our lives, you know. It was just all about the music. You know, then we got into like all the Epitaph bands, Fat bands, Discord bands, lookout bands, panic button bands and whatever the fuck, Reese's records, whatever other label, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are just like into that. And um it just you know We never quit. We still... But then then the Ramones came like... It's funny, you know, but they came like after everyone else. But once I listened to them, I was like, now I can understand everything that I've been listening to. Because, you know, it's just this is where... This is the real beginning of it. And then years after that, I learned that punk was like, I don't think it was punk music, but I think like this style was like invented, not in the seventies by the Ramones, he was in the sixties by the psychos that are from Peru, you know, do you know about the psychos?
0: No, I don't.
1: So if you like, if you like Google, like, you know, and like in Peru, they don't even like, they, everyone debates about this, you know, but you know, um, you, you're gonna, you know, first punk band ever, it probably psychos will come in and they're like, what they were, is just a sixties band, uh, that play this kind of surf punk, but super trashy and like really raw. It was like fucking it's punk rock, dude. And that was, yeah, you know, before the Ramones and the New York Dolls and the Pistols and whatever the fuck else is out there, you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty. Check weird. it out, man. Yeah, so, you know, then my brother and I are just like into this shit. And yeah. he's more like a. He was more into like. He, he plays everything, like every style, you know, like as long as it's cool. uh, Or it sounds good to him. Uh, is what I meant. But, um,. He was more into, like, this um, technical, hardcore, escape punk, whatever, like, you know, um, Propagandhi and uh, Magwagon and Wilhelm Scream. I went Ramones, Misfits. I, I also love all those bands, but that was more like my thing, you know. And um, once I started listening to Lookout bands, I really got into uh, Squirt Gun and screeching Weasel and... You know, all those.
2: Yeah, yeah, the good those. stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and um, and now, you know, I think that that... The writing comes from all of that, and it's really cool. I always like to play, like, the fast eight notes.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Dude, you fucking... You're wonderful at it, dude. Watching <laughs> yeah. you play is, is fun because I love watching drummers that play really fast because it looks fake. You know, it's like, how do the fucking arms do that? I try that, you know? And yeah. it's like... When I'm just hitting the air, you know, I could go fast. But once yeah. I actually have to hit something, it's like I'm slow as fuck. <laughs> you yeah. know,
1: do you play too? What do you play?
0: I used to play drums a long time okay. ago. Yeah, but I was not 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 good. You know, yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think like drum. You know, like to, to like the way we approach music was more so like a way to communicate. You know, Um I think that's. The reason why I can, I, I always feel very comfortable playing with Felipe. Um, because it's like we're almost trying to speak to each other through our instruments in a, in a way, you know, like do this, do, oh, I'm going to throw a symbol here just to respond to whatever the fuck you just did with the guitar there or something. So it, it makes the arrangements kind of easier. Playing with Ray, it's really cool when, like when he plays bass. Um, and then George from Bricheros I've been playing with him since 96 yeah so that's a lot of time you know um, <laughs> yeah 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 uh, so it's like kind of like the same as Felipe you know um, they're, they're very like Zach and Bricheros are very different on like how we or how I like connect with each other member of the band but they're both very special very it's like almost like, you know, like sometimes you find the people that you should be with, you know? And I think that that's what happened with both of my bands, the bands I'm in, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very, it's really cool. Like rehearsals and shows are like... A whole, every, every one of them is a, like a whole different experience. And like it, it gets very, sometimes even emotional, you know. It's like, it's fucking cool, man. Like I really love playing with these guys. I've been in a ton of bands and, and it's never been as rad as these two.
0: Awesome. I told you that, I'll admit it on, on the show. I feel like an idiot because I didn't know he was your brother. I had no clue. <laughs> like I'm not friends with him on Facebook. So I guess I just don't see his last name, maybe. And plus, when I look at a picture of Sack, There's three dudes in that band that all look alike. You and your brother and the other guy. It's like, I I just thought, well, none of them could be brothers. You know, they all look the same. They're not triplets, you know? Yeah, yeah, dude. You guys all have the same kind of feature, you know? So... Um, I
2: don't. I don't know idiot. how I
0: fucked that up because I look at you guys and it's like you, you guys almost look like twins. It's just never connected in my brain that you were fucking brothers, and I feel like an idiot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think Felipe and Matt are. Yeah, they're kind of. I mean, aside for the facial hair, you know, but uh, they kind of have almost the same haircut, and they're always yeah, yeah. having their hair like all nice and big <laughs> and whatever the fuck they do. Um, I'm losing my hair. So I try yeah. to keep it long now so I can cover the uh, bald spots.
0: Yeah, dude, I, ha- I, I lost my hair, dude. So I hear you. It sucks.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, <laughs> it's got to be something, you know. So I, I, I'll take the hair for now, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've been divorced twice, so I don't have anyone to impress anymore.
0: <laughs> so I got to <laughs> ask you how did, uh, I, first of all, what is Braturo? What does that even mean?
1: Okay, so brichero, it's now like <laughs> a natural word that it's um, it gets a lot of use nowadays in Peru. And what I know about the or known about the word is that it, it comes from the word word uh, bridge. And the reason yeah. for the word bridge is because these bricheros are like. Um, you know, there's also bricheras, but they're like uh, people from the town, you know, locals, especially in the uh, parts of where there's a lot of tourists. You know, like okay. Machu Picchu and like downtown Lima and you know other places like that. And what they do is uh, they will go. The, you know, it used to be like most likely men, so they'll go and just kind of looking for a better opportunity per se. You know. Um, in life, uh, they'll go and talk to, like, find a good looking European girl or American or whatever, and oh, yeah, yeah. kind of sweet talker. Next thing you know, they're just married, you
0: know? Okay, okay.
1: So then he creates this bridge from where he was to where he's now going, whether it's cool. Switzerland, okay. Germany, fucking New York, who knows?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: okay. So, that's a So, me, my brother, and George, at some point we were all married to white chicks, essentially, American girls. And we all got <laughs> our green cards that way, hmm. you know? Because yeah, we're yeah. already here, we're married. I mean, we didn't come here to marry an American, we were just here, you know? And, uh, but at some point we had to get, you know, uh, uh, some sort of status, and by that time we were married, some of them, um, you know, I was ready to have a kid and all that, and um, so it, it just, in my you know, like I, I was having this like dream that uh, we started a band, you know, it's called Brucheros because we were all married to white girls. So I called George the next morning after I had that dream and I said, dude, like we should start a band with Felipe and call it Bricheros. And he was all about it, you know, and I said, I want to play this, like, fast punk rock, like, I don't want to do a bunch of feels, I don't want a bunch of drums, I don't want a bunch of fucking, like, syncopation, fucking, a Wilhelm scream type deal, you know, like, where everything is, like, math rock, you know, I just want to yeah. play, like, the Ramones, and he was like, fuck, yeah, dude. And then Felipe, it was pretty much the same. So, you know, we just fucking started playing, writing music, you know, and we had a, like, we put out KB and come over on, like, Spotify or something. then all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> it's creating a little bit of, uh, you know, people just, like, asking who the fuck we are and, like, if we want to play shows and this and that. And uh, so then we, you know, we, we recorded our first... Uh, Uh, record um making our way to the usa
0: great album man fucking love it (laughs) and that's when we were like
1: the whole political thing was hot so we kind of used that as a uh a way to promote the band you know because we're like immigrants and we have trump here and he's trying to take us out of here and like yeah yeah
0: bad hombres right
1: right so (laughs) i was like you know kind of Tiger King style, you know, like you have to take advantage of whatever presents itself as an opportunity, you know? So I said, well, right now everyone's pissed off at Trump, so we are too, and let's just fucking sing about it. You know, the next record may be something different, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, um, we're having fun, you know, went to we, we did a European tour and it was awesome. It was uh, very hard to book because, you know, we don't, we don't have a booking agent or uh, anything, you know, yeah. so I was making phone calls, you know, and kind of trying to book a tour. And, you know, we got a lot of help from this band from uh, that you should definitely check out if you haven't yet, Erotic Devices. They're from, uh, they, were, they started in Berlin, and they're fucking amazing.
0: Never heard of them. Love the name, though. That's you, cool. You have to
1: check them out. Uh, they're fucking rad. And the dudes are like super sweet. So, you know, we were like doing this tour, bricheros, erotic devices. And we'll go through like, you know, I think we did four or five countries in Europe. And uh, so we rented the van, we built our own gigs. We used their gear, you know, and uh, it was fucking great. The year awesome. after that, we were uh, ready to go to, we were getting ready to go to Japan. And fucking COVID hits.
0: Yeah. Shitty,
1: we were so bummed, so fucking bummed. It was like, oh my god, all this, like, all this work and shit. And we're finally getting, we, you know, we're playing five cities in Japan, and uh, we're super stoked. And it fucking got shut the fuck
0: down. That sucks, man. I mean, that yeah, that happened dude. to everybody, you know, but yeah. it's it sort of stalled everybody. Let me ask you, is uh, you know, SAC, of course, I don't want to just jump to SAC, but you know, they took a break. From the first record like what 15 years at least was it the yeah. pandemic that kind of got Cody kick Cody in the ass a little bit to write some sack material or what was the a, a, and uh, actually how did how did you get into sack
2: too
1: I, I think Cody asked me to play drums before the shutdown but I could be wrong because now I'm having a, a hard time <laughs> You know, um, but I believe it was before that, because, you know, I was like going to his house and he was like the first song that he played for I, I, I got the sack get wrecked from Ray. Okay. Like, we were I was playing drums for the Scooches and um we did a tour and went through Wyoming and we stayed at Ray's house and uh
0: I didn't know you played with those guys. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> played with every you're like Mikey Eric, dude. You play with everybody.
1: I wish. I <laughs> That's,
0: so um, That's cool, though. They're um, cool, band.
1: Yeah, they're awesome. I just talked to Vinny the other day too. We're trying to book some shit. Um, but anyhow, so we're you know we're staying in race because he came down to the show, and you know, you know we're listening to some records in his house, and uh, he like takes this like brings this record, and he's like, this is this is Zach, and have to have it. So I was like, rad, you know. I'm like, brought it to my house and I played it and I was like fuck dude this is fucking awesome you know it's like the Lillington sort of but like it's like the Lillington's mid-bottom rocket sort of thing yeah you know? totally Brandon was on that recording yeah, and, yeah. Um, so uh I was like this is fucking awesome so then I'm at Cody's house and he the, he plays me I hate the Beach Boys and I didn't know it was Sack, you know, so I'm hearing all these crazy fucking guitars and the drums. It's just like a fucking train. And then all of a sudden it just goes so fucking crazy, dude. It's like a metal song. And I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? And he's like, this is Sack. And I'm like, what? I don't like Sack. And he's like, you want to play drums? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I love to play drums in Sack. And uh, that's kind of like, you know, they, you know, call me, and say, um, like, uh, do you think your brother would like to play guitar? And I'm like, I'm sure he would. Just give him a shout, you know, and he was, yeah, definitely into it. At the time, he already had asked Matt to, to play guitar also. So it was just us and Cody was supposed to play bass. And then he was telling Ray that, um, you know, he's started sack back up again, and, uh, and Ray's like, oh, I'll fucking play bass, and uh, Cody's like, fuck yeah, I just only really wanted to sing anyway, so, that's how it came all together, you know, um, and it's cool, because, you know, like, Brandon was in the band, and now we have Ray in the band, which is awesome, Yeah. Uh, yeah. we had a rehearsal last night, and we were really fucking getting into, like, some shit uh, between me and him, you know, like, bass and drums, and it was really rad, I really, really had a fucking good practice last night. But, yeah, man, so – and then, you know, Cody, Matt, and Philippe, and I. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fucking, you know, I love it. I mean, it's just a little Mm -hmm. different, you know, than Richero's. So it it keeps everything balanced, you know. Um, So, yeah, I get to work out with both of them, and I love it. I'm really enjoying the time right now.
0: That's cool. Yeah, you guys are getting ready to uh – to go on a pretty big little run. I mean, not my favorite bands, but Lagwagon and Strung Out. It's never been for me, but I get it. Like those bands are absolutely huge and legendary. So totally awesome. cool that you guys, you know, Sack gets to open up for them. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're super stoked for that. It was just such a fucking stoker to like, you know, <laughs> receive that offer, you know, and we I mean, of course we're all like, fuck yeah, let's do this.
0: You yeah, know. yeah. When, when is that? The begin end of September, August, or uh, uh, end of yeah, our, October? Yeah, our
1: portion starts at the end of September. I think on the thirtieth. Uh, I think we play Dallas. Um, then I think we play Austin, Mesa, Vegas,
0: Southwest. Uh, uh, Nowhere Venezuela, near me.
1: San Diego and Pomona.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, and, man. Yeah, the
1: time we play Pomona, I think that's October eighth.
0: Is that the biggest thing you guys have done as a band?
1: For Sack, of course, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I, when they first started, I don't think they can even get through a show because, you know,
0: like... <laughs> How does it, Cody not get a show, though? I mean, everyone knew, knows man. Cody. Yeah. Cody's like... I, you know, Cody's just like a regular guy, but he's a fucking legend at the same time, you know? Like, he's untouchable.
1: Fuck. Dude, no one can fuck with Cody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one of the best singers I've ever heard in my life. Songs are unbelievable. What's cool about him is, you know, I love... That early Lillington stuff, like nothing beats early Lillington's for me, you know? Uh-huh. But yeah. the shit he does in Bottle Rocket and Sack, it's unbelievable how long he's been, how many great songs he's written and different styles too.
1: Yeah, I mean, with Sack, that's the most you see Cody fucking just go off.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's you know, a cool like,
1: front man. Oh, dude, he will take the microphone in the bathroom, take a leak while he's singing. <laughs> and he's got a hundred foot chord.
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that. Like, that fucking thing looks like a fucking tire raptor on his arm.
1: He fucking pounds <laughs> like 20 beers in a fucking show, dude. He's got to... And then again, there's no... I mean, the last tour we play, every fucking song we know. Crazy. Every one of them, you know? So uh, it was a long set, and uh, we're pounding beers, so some has got to give, you know? Small <laughs> ladders and shit. And that's just the beers that were on stage. That doesn't, you know, we're not considering the ones at the green room and the ones before that and the ones in the band <laughs> and the ones from yeah. the before. So, yeah, it gets pretty crazy. So that 100-foot cord comes pretty handy.
0: He actually goes and takes a piss. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen video of that yet, but that's incredible. Well, we did
1: it in Green Bay. I appreciate, well, no, it was the... Maybe it was the Brass Rail in Damn. Chicago, Illinois. Was that, was that in Illinois? No. I hadn't
0: heard about that. I, I talked to people that were at the Green Bay show, and I didn't hear anything, but I talked to people that were at all those shows, there was nobody one, said anything. It, it,
1: there was one for sure. <laughs> I can't remember which one. I'll have to ask Cody. It's, it, that's homework. I'll post it somewhere. Dude's a well, fucking I legend. Think it huh? Actually, may be in the uh Zach uh Instagram.
0: Okay. I'm gonna I'll check that out when we're done here. Yeah. That's incredible. Dude's a legend, right? hundred percent. Like what was what was your introduction to Cody? Like Lillington's bottle rocket? When did you first hear him sing? Lillington's, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit out of luck? That was mine, you know.
1: Uh I don't, marbles.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was mine too. One of
1: those sure. and then I mean Fuck! I, I love the link because I have every record. I hope I yeah. do, except for like <laughs> the special editions or whatever. Other than that, I should have every record. And but I bought a rocket too.
0: His shit. I mean, he he does really not a lot wrong. He writes such great songs, and dudes, like yeah. I said, he's he's almost bulletproof. You know.
1: We uh we have a new song.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's it what, What's it called, man? He what do my you? Called my old lady. Yeah. <laughs> Who's it's it about? Is it about Dana? Uh,
1: well, that I don't know. But...
0: He already wrote a good song about her, so. Oh yeah.
1: Um. Uh yeah, dude, it's fucking rad. I'm hoping that we can record that one soon. I mean, we cool. just literally got done recording, but uh, well, not literally. That was fucking December is when we started.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the record. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how did that, that sack got back together? How, Uh you know, what was the, Cody just had a bunch of songs, wanted to record. How'd you guys end up on Red Scare? That's a big deal. No, man,
1: he he didn't have any, like I said, you know, the first one that I listened to was um, Beach Boys. Beach Boys, yeah, yeah. And then the second one that he wrote of of that record uh, was uh, Suicide. And he comes, one day he's at my house and like he's like, I wrote this song and I'm like reading his phone. And I'm like, this is fucking (laughs) (laughs) gnarly. Fucking songs about blowing your head, cutting your fucking wrist and taking pills and shit. Yeah, but it's, I love, it's one of my favorite songs. So, that, so we started, you know, rehearsing and learning the first record, you know, and then um, as we were doing that, we were also writing. And by the time we had a, um, you know, about a record length fucking, you know, like, you know, 12, 13 songs, whatever it was, uh, we decided to record and we were trying to get on uh, What's that label? Um,
0: hey, pizza.
1: No, it was it was the municipal waste. The guy's label. Uh,
0: oh, I have no idea.
1: It's like a metal, like I think in Oakland. Like, fuck, oh I boy, them, dude. And they were like, uh, we're like bucked up with releases. You know, they didn't really say no, but they we were like, well, we need to release it soon. And then, uh, uh, you know, I uh, I think it. It it would somehow I got to Toby, and I don't know. I think it helps that you know he's got another couple of bands in that label. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, if if Cody comes to you and tells you he has a record, will you not put it out?
0: (laughs) Cody could fart on a record, and
1: he could have gone anywhere, and I'm sure they would have they would have said yes because it's fucking Cody.
0: Like I said, Cody could record a bunch of farts, and somebody would put it out. Yeah, exactly.
1: We have a song that is 42 seconds long or something, and it's just because that's how long the feedback is, pretty much. You know, so (laughs) like I said, Cody just writes, everything he writes is like a fucking hit, you know. Um, It's not like we had 20 songs and we only put out this many. Like we literally recorded and put out everything we had because he doesn't write a bad song.
0: No, no. So let me ask you, how did you end up – I know you played a gig with uh, Bottle Rocket. I don't know if it was just one or not, well, but how would that happen?
1: Uh, it was like a, a one-off show uh, from a tour they were doing. And uh, for a one show, you know, at SkaterCon in Arizona um, – that was so far from the other shows. It just got too hard on Chuka because of the, yeah. the whole thing with after COVID, you know, and to get into Canada and then get out of Canada and all this and that. And dude just did all this shit because they were, like I said, they were in a fucking tour. And now he's got to redo it for one show. And he was like, you know, like it started getting to be a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, which normally he would do it, you know, but like I said, uh, there was just a lot going on, I guess. And uh, so he uh, asked me if I would um, fill in, you know, and, uh, and I said, sure. I mean, I'd be stoked, you know. And then he goes, OK, well, I'm going to talk to the guys and then, you know, uh, I'll let you know, you know, because he was just like trying to be prepared and see if he was going to be doable. So I don't think any of the guys... Knew about it. It's for maybe Miguel. So then you know I like hang up the phone or whatever, and or I put the phone away. I think it was a text, and um, and then I was like, "What the fuck did I just sign up for, man?" You know, this, I'm a fucking. Then I started panicking. You know, like, fuck! I already told this dude I'd do this. You know, and, then, um, and it's like a. I mean, you know, I love teenage Bot rockets. So to me, it was like a big deal. Like, you know, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I can't back out of this, so I'm like hoping that you call and be like, you know, I got it worked out, man. You know, don't worry about it, and then I'll be like, oh, alright, you know. Well, hey, man, I'd have done it, you know. <laughs> and yeah. then he, you know, calls and uh, he's said, like, everyone's cool with it, dude. You're on. <laughs> so Perfect for you, dude. Fucking here comes the fucking hard part, you know, uh, to learn all these songs and, uh, I mean. Chuka is a fucking animal on the drums. Oh yeah, know. yeah. And, uh, and so had to be, dude. Or so was Brandon, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. So I'm learning from basically these two shredders, and I try, I'm trying to be at the level, you know, at least close. And uh, but it went well, man, you know. And like I said, they were on tour, so there was no a whole lot of. Time to practice. So yeah, yeah. I practiced with Cody, I think, at one time, and then I practiced with Ray, one time in his house. So I used Milo's drum set, and I forgot all my shit, you know. So it was, it, it sucked for me, you know. <laughs> and I was like, man, I'm really gonna blow it. And Ray's all like, dude, a great, you know. I think it's gonna be rad. And I'm thinking, this dude is just the most positive motherfucker I know. And, um, and then, you know, the, you know, Showtime came and like it went really well, you know. I mean, I practice on my own like a lot, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. playing like the, at the speed of the record. And then when I'm playing with them, uh, it's not the same. It's like 40 faster. times faster. <laughs> you know, and and that is not even fast enough. And race like that's great, but can you go a little faster? I'm like, I don't even know if that's humanly possible. You know, I mean, I'm like fucking flying here, dude. Like, but I mean, I tr- I'll try. You know, and then I, I think at the show it, it came out good. It was rad, man. And you know, it was it's cool to be on the road with those dudes, even for just one show. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, our sound guy. It was the same sound guy for Zach, Chris. That dude is so fucking funny and rad. I love him. And uh, so we're always hanging out and partying, you know, after the show, uh, me and Chris. Yeah, man, it was, it was pretty rad. Uh,
0: dude, I, I swear, like, I see Milo growing up and playing drums, and I swear he's gonna be filling in for them someday. He's getting, he's man, pretty fucking good, dude.
1: Fucking he's deep, p- man. He hits so hard. <laughs> he's got a band with my daughter. And oh then, really? Uh, yeah, then JJ, nobody's daughter plays the bass.
0: Holy fuck.
1: Yeah. So it's my daughter, Milo, and Ella. And they usually they practice right after we do when we practice with Sack, which is like usually once a week. Um, okay.
0: What kind of band are they? A punk band?
1: <laughs> Milo is really into um sleep or whatever the fuck that
2: Okay. It's like yeah, a yeah. metal
1: age, you know, so my daughter is, uh, she plays jazz really like all the time. But like, she's more into like when it comes to like what she plays in a band, um, her band. Um, she's into like Bikini Kill and like, okay. you know, uh, the bass player has a band too that play with Bikini Kill. I can't remember the name of it. Um, and, you know, she's also into like Bad Cop, Bad Cop and Go Betty Go. Right. Like, you know, all yeah, yeah, yeah. front of bands. And then Ella I'm not really sure what she's into but she's she's a shredder you know she mm. plays pretty good and um, they all really do like my, you know Milo goes through lessons and he's in the school band same with my daughter you know they're all like educated musicians in a way you know I uh, suppose with the parents um, but um, that dude is loud super fucking loud I'm like yeah. fuck dude you're going to break my drums <laughs> And, uh, yeah.
0: I just I've been watching him and Ray, you know, play yeah. for for years now, and it's like I don't know how old like, he is, fifteen, sixteen, whatever he is, yeah, and he's he fucking is. good. Yeah. I I I told somebody else I'm like fuck, dude, he's gonna be, he'll be in Bottle Rocket one of these one yeah. of these days. I mean, he's not too far away.
1: No, and he's he's got those eight notes down, man.
0: He's <laughs> a pretty good drummer. Yeah.
1: Definitely better than when I was his age.
0: Yeah, that's what's in the genes. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. you got
1: to pass it on to the kids. What else
0: is there to do? <laughs> no, um, that's really cool, though. What's their, what's their band name? Uh, actually, I don't know. You don't know?
1: No, man. They they keep fucking changing it. So they went through this breakup also. Okay. And they were, like, hating on each other. Like, they were in fucking, you know, hanging out or whatever. Then all of a sudden, they realized, like, who the fuck else are we going to play with? You know, we have, <laughs> we have one good thing going, you know. Yeah, or you know, sixteen-year-old dramatic lives. So then they get back together, and so I don't know if the name changed or what the fuck. But um, I mean, by the time they get to play, we've already played Sack like three, four times. So my ears are like, "Fuck <laughs> this!" Yeah. You know, I, I hear what they do, but I'm not like watching them play. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: But well, it, that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, it's really rad. I mean, they have a good time. We have a good time. I mean, it's like fun, you know. It's like back to where it was when I started. I feel like you know, when I was younger, you know, and I started these for fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of then. Then music to me, when I became more like a struggle, like you know, like it, like a you know, we got fucking packed my drums and like tour and made no money and like you know. You know how it is, you know. Oh like,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. My my days with Reno were sometimes rough when we were on the road. And um and same with every other band, you know. So now it's back to like we're doing this for fun now of a sudden, you know, like the, the shows are like really good, merch is really good, you know. So it's almost like when you don't want something, it just kinda happens to like, you know, whatever. But um yeah, it's it's super fun, man. Like we're really enjoying it, you know. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool to be in SAC because uh, we really do whatever we want, you know. It's fucking cool. There's Have you no seen
0: fun. a lot of interest in Bracheros just from being in SAC?
1: No, Bruchero's is like my baby. You know, I, I really, I really love Bruchero's. Uh The only thing with Bruchero's is like George lives in LA. So it, it's. Oh, not that sucks. As, as often as we get together, and that kind of. It's always been a. A bummer, but uh, I tried so many times to convince him to move to Denver, but I don't think he's in the—he's not like a mountain kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah,
0: yeah. Hey, I gotta ask you real quick. I this driving driving me nuts behind you. What is that creature in the mirror? What is that thing? This dude. Yeah. What is that? I don't know.
1: It, it's so like, cool.
0: <laughs>
1: um, you know, like. I collect weird shit like that. Um the, I was given that at a show actually. Someone gave, really? me, gave me that one and that one. It's like, I really enjoy the show and have this. It
0: and, looks awesome. Uh, I just I can't figure out what it is. I'm sitting there staring at it. <laughs> looks like a crazy Buddha sort of thing. It looks like Slimer meets Buddha meets the yeah, motorhead logo like, or something. Right, yeah. with the
1: yeah, kinda of like a, or like a Chinese dragon sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, what is that thing next to it? Just to the left of it, it looks like a, well, it kind of looks like a vibrator. One. No, that vibrator-looking thing. Yeah. yeah. What is that? It's a joint.
2: Look
0: at that. <laughs> it looked like a big vibrator. It's it's like a it's
1: actually like a pen. You know, <laughs> oh, okay. the shape of. Gotcha. A joint.
0: That's you a know, pretty big.
1: Colorado, you know, <laughs> legal marijuana. So like I said, you know, people just brings these knickknacks to the bar, and uh. I just kind of hang him in there. I got like, so I was with this girl and uh, she had a three-year-old, she has a three-year-old daughter and I, you know, we were together for two years. So I was uh, really close to this baby. And uh, so I have her shoe right here.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. And then uh, pictures of my daughter, you know, I have a whole. Yeah, yeah board over there with pictures of my daughter you know and, and then a bunch of like every everyone that, so this is like where we practice essentially and we have a bar which is this one yeah yeah everyone that comes here takes a picture like a Polaroid and then I hang it you know somewhere I in was the
0: gonna say I see the Polaroids man you don't see Polaroids that much anymore yeah
1: they're it's coming cool. back but you know you gotta go to Target
0: <laughs> <laughs> I bet or, your basement has seen some cool shit huh
1: Oh yeah, dude. So the, so the cover of the record, um, that picture of us on that bar, all the bar pictures are here in my basement.
0: Ah, okay. I'm yeah. trying to get back to it right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, totally. I can see the brick. Uh-huh. Awesome. That's cool.
1: And... uh you know, we we do these like crazy sack parties, we call them one hell of a party, just like the song. Cool. Yeah, I mean, one time I was down here, man, and like, I'm like, what the fuck, man? I don't know any of these people. <laughs> it was like a real bar, dude, like, we were like, who are these guys, you know? But then, you know, and I have like beer taps, you know, so people fucking come and like, ask for a beer, so I pour a beer and here, dude, and, and they're like, want to give me money. And I'm like, it's not a real bar. <laughs> it's like, my, it's like my, my home
0: bar, you know, my house. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. That, that fucking album cover looks like a real bar. I never would have guessed really that was your does. basement.
1: It really yeah. does. It's like um, all the walls are black ceiling, floor, walls. It's like a fucking venue because then on the, you know, on the next to the bar, there's like all the equipment that we practice with. So um, it makes it re- like parties here are fun.
0: I gotta get to Denver, dude. Yeah, dude, you do. We got another stop. I'm in Wisconsin. Okay, but I I gotta get to Denver. I gotta get to I gotta get to JJ's bar, the Blasting yeah. Room, and now now your place. So yeah, you gotta check it out.
1: And like Cody, it's only like 15 minutes away, like 10 minutes.
0: I'll stop by his house too.
1: Yeah, we'll get him. It's <laughs> a little further. he's about an hour hour and 20 minutes Matt is just right by Cody and my brother is just another 20 minutes but just uh south
0: yeah yeah so you yeah. were talking about your uh, about your day job before we started a little bit you want to talk about that yeah sure uh, I, how do you become a plumber dude punk rock plumber
1: yeah it was um, when I first uh, met my, uh, my my first ex-wife well I had two um, that was uh, probably early 2000s. I think I met her 2003, maybe. Okay. And I was like, you know, just like, you know, whatever job, you know, like a fucking wait tables and shit, you know. Uh, that was mainly what I did, you know, like restaurants and that kind of shit. I, I like to wash dishes because uh, I didn't have to talk to anyone. And. That's the position I wanted, you know, and then I went there with my brother and then the manager was like, I'm not going to let you guys wash dishes. You you can be, you're going to greet people and then you're going to wait tables. And because, you know, like, uh, I think that you're the only ones here that know a little bit of English. And uh, so I was like, okay, whatever. So we did that and uh, which is okay because you pay more, but I didn't really like talking to people. So uh, just because I feel like kind of embarrassed, you know, so this is when I fresh moved up out here. So I, I didn't really know anything, you know? And I was trying to like, it, it, when you move like that and you're living in another country, you know, like a lot of things don't make sense because the culture is so different, you know? So yeah, it, yeah, it's like, they will laugh at a joke and, and, and I'd be like, how the fuck is that funny? like. <laughs> Well, that's so stupid, I'm trying to translate it, you know, it's like, none of this makes sense. So I, I always wanted to kind of be in the back or whatever. So, but anyhow, then, uh, you know, I got fired, like, every job I ever had, I'm always fired. And um, so I got into this huge fight with the manager, I like, fucking took my shirt off, and fucking left, you know. <laughs> I remember I was trusting See you Later fuckface by the queers right in the parking lot with the doors in my truck fucking open and shit. <laughs> And uh, you know, see you later, fuckface, and all that shit. And so then I get this job at a gas station and it's literally across the street and I'm like working the booth and this fucker goes to buy cigarettes. And this is like, you know, almost like fucking a year after or something. So he's like, hey man, I didn't know your work here. I'm not trying to harass you. I'm like really sorry about how everything went down, this and that, whatever. And um, I go like, dude, I don't care, you know? So he's like, we're having like a Christmas party at the restaurant. Like, you know, you want to come grab some food, whatever. And I was like, sure. So I get down there and I I met this this chick was like working there. And uh, long story short, you know, like we started dating and shit and got married in 2003. So that had to be probably 2002. Um, Her dad was a plumber. And, uh, but he was like, actually like, he was a plumber by trade, but in, back in those days, uh, they weren't super busy. You know, it's not like now that everyone is fucking doing something. Um, so he will like, uh, do carpentry and painting and mostly painting and plumbing, you know? So he started hiring me to like help him with some jobs probably because he, you know, it's like, well, this dude with my daughter and like fucking, you know, he needs to at least make decent money. He's fucking, you know, not making much. And yeah, place
0: Keep people. an eye on you too, man.
1: Yeah. So it was nice, you know, and, and then, um, his dad was also a plumber by trade and used to own a company. You know, it got to be quite big at, 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 on, on its prime, you know, and, um, mm-hmm. But it was just like a family thing, you know, they were all into plumbing. So then he's like, hey, can I uh, borrow Reuben, you know, because I have this water heater to go do whatever, you know. So he's like, yeah, just pay just paying cash, you know. And so then I, I quit everything I was doing because these dudes were keeping me so busy. And the old man, like the grandpa, you know, he's like, you know, like you're kind of picking this up very easily, you know, you should go. These guys were like hardcore union. Uh, so he's like, you know, you should go through the apprenticeship and get your license. It's a good trade and, you know, you're, you're doing good. So I did, you know, I went through a whole apprenticeship. That was four years. I, I, I worked during the day, six thirty to three o'clock. And then I went to school from five thirty to eight o'clock, two days, sometimes three days a week. And, uh, by the time I was, you know, 2008 rolled in, I turned out as a journeyman you know and after that you know i collected some hours and you know i was getting ready to do my masters um 2009 we hit a huge recession here
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so got eventually i got laid off i mean i hang tight as much as i could but you know it had to happen and uh I spent two years on the on the bench, but I was at that time I was playing in this band Reno, Divorce from here from Denver. And they were, you know, doing a lot of touring. So I thought, you know, it's perfect because Obama was president, so there's unemployment extensions like fucking every month, you know. Mm -hmm. So I spent two years on unemployment because I could only work for a signatory contractor, which means you can only work for another shop that is union shop. Mm-hmm. So uh, there was nothing. So I just spent those two years um, doing basically side work. And that's how I started my shop, you know, I'd just like, w- when I was in town, you know, I'm not touring, I will uh, do side work and collect some money, you know, and then I bought a truck or not a truck, I bought some tools and shit and then fuck I've been doing this seventeen years now and uh since all nine on my own. And uh last February I saw my shop that I had for like over ten years, you know, doing plumbing. So um the guy that bought it is like pretty awesome. Like um kind of like the same culture but just way bigger you know because mm-hmm. they have more uh, more capital per se you know to like invest on their in their own business you know like the whole family is kind of involved like him and his brothers and his wife you know so it's he has a lot of support. Um, so they purchased my shop and uh, and now I work for them you know and and he's cool with like tours and shit so it works out great.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's how I kind of got into it, you know. So, well, then I, you know, I, my ex-wife unfortunately got into uh, drugs, like really, really bad. So, by the time my daughter was three years old, she was born in '06. By the time I, uh, she was three, my ex was just off to like, just fucking party twenty-four-seven, but like gnarly, dude, like gnarly, like heroin, you know, and like activity like a motherfucker just like cooking math in hotel rooms kind of like breaking bad shit you know so i was like dude i'm taking my baby and see you and i haven't seen her since uh well she hasn't seen her mom since 2010 and uh and the only reason it was 2010 it was because she came for a birthday party and uh me either, you know, I mean, she tried to send me to court like a few times, but she couldn't, she wouldn't even make it to court. So I saw her like in the courtrooms every once in a while for mediation, but we can never agree on anything. So like we always have to end up in the courtroom. And uh, by that time, um, she wouldn't show up. Uh, so, you know, I, I was a single dad of a three-year-old on a touring band and jobless. It was awesome. It was like... <laughs> really fucking hard, but
2: yeah, yeah. Bad.
1: also really, I mean, you know, you. I didn't know what the next day was going to be like, and I did not give a shit, mm. you know, um, I just kind of played by ear like literally every day, but I never stressed too much on it because I was like with my daughter, you know, yeah. and it was like the most important thing to me was just to be able to be with her. And then here comes a tour, so I'm stoked on going on tour and then I'm like, well, fuck, now what, you know? So my parents are a huge support, you know, that my mom will be like, you know, go play your music and, you know, we'll help you with, with Camber, my daughter, you know, so it was also good because I think that she needed some of that uh, female interaction at that young age, you know? Um, which at the time I had no one, you know, so, uh, except for my mom, you know, so I said, well, you know, you're gonna stay with grandma and, uh and that worked out, you know, like, I'll go on the tours and I'll talk to her on the phone every day and, you know, some of these tours, I mean, we're talking before FaceTime and shit, so it was, I, I used to fly to, like, if he was, if we were going to Europe, I'll fly with a telephone. And I used to use this thing called the Magic Jack that he was like, yeah, man, voice yeah. over IP. So you plug it in on a USB port, plug your phone, and you can make a phone call. Yep. It's crazy if you were on Wi-Fi, you know? And so that's, that's when my daughter was really young. She's, like I say, she's 16 now, you know? And so now it's just, like, much easier because at a young age, she had to learn to be independent, you know? Um You gotta have your own bathroom and you gotta do this a certain way, and like, don't fucking repeat anything I say or do, or you know, (laughs) um, yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so she's very smart, you know, um, just you know, like super good in school, like above average, you know, it's just like really. It it was, I, I think, having that being able to tour while I was going through this craziness, was very helpful because uh, it kept it, it kept me alive in a way, you know, like, I suppose it's like, fuck, I'm a single dad, I'm selling all my drums, it's fucking go time now, I gotta be a dad, you know, like, this and that, I took it a little different, I let music be a still part of my life in a very, you know, put in a lot of hours, you know, and, um, and, and I think that helped me be a, a better dad to my daughter, you know? It's, it's pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. That's um, fucking rad, dude. I mean, yeah, I think it just yeah. sort of made you stay sane, too, you know?
1: A hundred percent. I mean, it was like uh, some sort of therapy, you know, in a way.
0: Exactly. Uh, yeah.
1: with the release and, like, having that that good time, you know, uh, not worrying about a bunch of shit. And, you know, being jobless was awesome because I don't have to respond to anyone, you know? <laughs> I just, I just yeah. Just yeah. really fucking... Government sent me a check, you know, which it was a direct deposit. So it was usually there, you know, and um, And that was that was cool. Uh, It was it was the perfect amount of time um, To be able to create this foundation of how it's going to raise my daughter after that uh, we uh, you know I had to start working again, you know, but I had already built a clientele and this and that so I was already producing and had enough hours to be able to take my daughter to school, be at school plays, but I still play with the band, you know, and make sure my daughter has, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner, uh, a bath or a shower and uh, and you know, sleeps at certain time and wake up at a certain time and learns something new every day, you know, so it was really cool. Like, I think everything in my life happens for a reason. Like, or either that, or I just like find the, a, a good spin to it, you know, like to be able to, to manage.
0: Let me ask you Does your daughter prefer uh, Brachuros or Sackmore?
1: You know, I don't think she's <laughs> into either one of them that much to make that call. Yeah, uh, she's uh, what, she, 16? She, no way. Yeah, she, uh, but she loves all the dudes like George, cool, cool. Ray, Matt, you know, uh, Cody, and Felipe. Um, um, you know, she's, she loves both of them bands. It's, it's weird because some, sometimes we're in the, in the car and uh, I'm like, okay, this got to stop. You know, play something out of my phone. And she's like, she'll go, Bricheros. I go, oh nice. yeah, totally. You know, and then some other day she'll be like, you know, sometimes she's playing Wet Banana. You know, because I think that one is one of her favorite songs. Um, so you know, I think she likes them both. Uh, I don't think she's she just like likes the fact that I'm in the band and playing the drums. You know, I think that that's what she concentrates more on than the actual music. I think, like, that's cool. yeah, I think that's she's she's always enjoyed watching me play drums because since she was little, you know, like I'll take her to the shows. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have anyone to watch her, you know. So I'm like, you're gonna stand right there and you're not gonna move and put your ear like your earplugs on. And she'll just be <laughs> by the side, you know, side of the drums and just watching, you know. And and but then she started enjoying it, you know, like it was cool. And she'll be like, Can I bring a friend and this and that? And I'm like, Well I'm gonna have to tell them both of you are my daughters. Cause I can't bring underage kids to a bar, dude. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, sometimes it was sketchy, but for the most part, the you know, the owners and promoters understand. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not drinking. I'm watching my kid. You know, now if the kids aren't there, then that's a little different. than we it's a party. But um, yeah, man. I I don't know if she has a favorite. She's she's liked all the bands I've been in. I know that.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I go uh, bracheros, dude. Yeah, not sure. I love that record, dude. It's so good. Thanks, man. You guys are like the ultimate Cody Core band. <laughs> Fucking fabulous record, dude.
1: Yeah, wow. man, I'm so stoked to hear that from you, man. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just so it's so natural, you know, with, to play with these guys. Same with same with Zach, you know. I think, like like I was saying earlier, man, once you find certain people to play with, things just kind of flow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that's what happens to like all these great bands like butter rocket leading to Pricheros mm-hmm. and whatever other bands that are great you know um they just find the i mean all, most of those bands have been in like 10 different bands each member of them you know but then yeah. once they finally find where they need to be and who they need to be playing with i think that that makes a big difference you know yeah 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 and we, we've always been being huge fans of the lillingtons and you know, about Rocket, and everything that Cody's been involved with and Ray,
0: you know. What was that like, you know, just joining SAC and just, were you learning a lot? Like, because that guy's got to be, he's like a really unprofessional professional, if that makes any sense, right. you know. He's been around for so long. And yeah. I mean, I just think you would learn so much just by watching that guy, how he works, how he writes, how he records.
1: So a lot of the writing happens, like, behind closed doors, Okay. And, like, he'll bring, like, this uh, rough um, recording, you know, of... uh, Well, not necessarily rough. It's actually pretty decent of what he's, like, hearing in his head. And then, you know, he allows you to um, come up with whatever, you know, like, Ray has a lot of uh, input um, when it comes to, like... um, arrangements and you know how to like polish the song per se you know yeah. um, Felipe also writes a lot of the music uh, and so that's Matt you know um, but they're very different in how they write like most of the stuff that Matt has written is more like it's like a little heavier like more on the more on the metal side of things and Felipe is more melodic you know and, and the same with their sound you know Matt sounds a lot heavier than Felipe but Cody with Cody's like an open canvas you know he's like do whatever you want with the drums and I just like to keep it simple because uh, I've always thought of drums like uh, like you should be Ringo you know like the backbone of the band like, yeah, like yeah. You know your place you know what I mean it's not your show You know, it's, it's, you know, someone else is going to do the show. You're there to make sure they don't fuck it up, you know, in a way and get off the beat, you know? So that's, that's how I think drums should be, you know? I don't need a double bass pedal and a China boy and all this bullshit, you know, and and shit. I mean, I, you know, no offense to everyone that uses them, but I just think that, um, I should be in the back, just keeping the ones and twos and threes and fours where they need to be and uh, and everyone else can. I, I think the bass in this record uh, for Zach is fucking awesome. And that's the same on Richeros. Like, you know, like uh, George does a lot of little fucking runs and shit. And so does Ray, you know, so I love that. You know, and all I do is I just put a bass drum wherever they hit it harder or lower or higher or whatever the fuck, you know, or a cymbal or something just to, for that accent. But, you know, um, I think that that's, uh, you know, because Cody will write the tune and I'm like, man, I'm just going to keep it simple, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the whole record that we did was, the drums were like, there were like almost no fills. And, um... A Lot of those fields, like, like, was a lot of Ray input, you know. So, like, I think it, it, they all sound awesome, like, they're all where they need to be, they're not overplayed. Um, and they're not like, oh, well, look at me, I'm the drummer, and I'm shredding, you know. I, I'm just like, I, I just like to be in the back and uh, and, and kind of push the car, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we're always learning, you know, especially from. Mm-hmm. From Cody and Ray, because they're like the most experienced musicians in this band. Um, It's crazy.
0: They still feel like a new band sometimes, Body Rocket, you know? Yeah. Because it's like they came after everybody, but it's like, fuck, they've been around for 20-some years now. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's fucking crazy. And and every (laughs) rapper is just better than the other, you know? They're all really fucking good.
0: I don't know about that, but... Uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's hard. I'm still like that asshole, though. You know, to- right, right. total. Total's my favorite. You know, Warning Device is fucking great, but every record has like one of their best songs, though, for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, hundred percent. Yeah, I um... Warning Device is probably and Shadows. I love-, yeah. I love Shadows.
0: Yeah. Well, even the last record, you know, yeah. that was great. What do you think of That
1: from Wyoming.
0: I love it, dude. I at think first, that's one of
1: my probably one of my favorite records. Actually,
0: at first I was like, "Eh, I don't know." I was being an asshole, and I didn't really it didn't grab me. But since then, I love it. I I, I,
1: I mean, I think "Akalina" is one of the greatest songs ever.
0: i said every record has some of their greatest songs and that's what i love about that band yeah you know the records might not be as consistent but the songwriting is in a way you know yeah i felt like i feel like sometimes uh like on six sash i felt maybe there's a song or two that could have been sack songs <laughs> you know what i mean like whereas no, he used funny. to pull from sack you. a little bit and yeah that's
1: how that's one thing i don't know is that when cody writes a song how he determines where he's gonna go You know, I think, like, it's more based on the lyric context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, sax songs are, like, bong rips and (laughs) fucking (laughs) getting fucked up. And, you know,
2: like,
1: I mean, you know, you get to a point in your life to, like, things to stop fucking... They don't matter as much as they did before because you realize some of them were just bullshit and like you were just like stressing out on shit that you probably shouldn't be stressing out on, you know. So, I think that's kind of what I, you know, like songs like "Turf War," just like we're top dog, you know what I mean? Like you're <laughs> not fuck with us and shit, you know. Like, you know, it's like a, it's like a very boldy fucking record. It's like we're here to fucking just wreck your party, dude. Like, Butter Rocket is, uh, I don't know. I don't think, I think it has a, a whole different theme, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it. like, uh, Hello Dana or, like, I Found the One, those, those aren't sax songs, you know. Right. I kind of love it. I love how the, he, he keeps them separated, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, 100%. I like that. Um, I like that a, a, a lot. And it, it also happens with Pucheros, you know. It's, like, not very similar. So, because, you know, like, but pretty much all the Bruchero's is intact, you know, except for the bass player. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: It, it, for what it is, it's, like, very different, you know. I mean, there's songs, like, maybe um, used to give a shit, you know. Like, I can see that being a bracero's song if George would have been the singer, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Felipe wrote it, and I think it has a, it, it's like, it's like the border, you know what I mean? It's like, it could be either or. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. what's cool about it. It's like, if if you give that song to George to put lyrics and to Cody to put lyrics, I wonder what they will sound like, you know? Because like, as far as the structure of the song and like the arrangements and stuff, I think they're, they're both very close. Or like, you know, a song like Bad Hombres, you know, if if it wouldn't have been bad hombres, and you take that song and you tell Cody, "Hey, I wrote this. Throw lyrics on it." I wonder what it'd do. You know, And maybe that's something we should do. Like just take a song, just like the tracks with no vocals, and be like, sing on that, and then, you know, like just to see what the fuck happens.
0: It's a good idea, man. That's a really you know good I mean? idea. Like, Ros and Sack have a baby. <laughs> that's what. Remember when uh, Screeching Weasel did that with Born Against. Yeah,
1: something like that would, I think would be rad. Just, I mean, why not, you know? That,
0: it would sound just like Lilithids all the way around, you know? Cause Probably, you... <laughs> yeah. <it would laughs> Which is awesome. fucking
1: great. I mean, I would, yeah, I mean, it's a great band,
0: so I wouldn't need to do that. Tell Cody that idea, and uh, I'll put it out.
1: Yeah, dude. <laughs> we have to do
0: it. Anyways, what's what's up next for Brichurros? Any Anything going on?
1: Yeah, so we have a show on the 27th here, a local show, um with this band, the Pitch Invasion. Uh, they're a local band from Denver. They're pretty awesome. Um,
0: okay. Never heard of them.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they're like a uh, Denver band. Uh, all of those guys have been in other bands and like touring bands, and they're like great dudes, great musicians. And uh, and it's, uh, um, they don't tour as much, um, but I mean, they kill it here, you know, in Denver. And uh, so they invited us to... Uh, I kind of invited myself, you know. <laughs> I was uh, having uh, a bite to eat with the uh, one of the guitar players, uh, Shane, and um, he was telling me that he had the show on the 27. I said, hey, man, do, you know, do you mind if the Prochero's open? Would that be cool? And he was like, that'd be rad, you know. So I called the guys, and they were all stoked on it, so. And we're playing with this other band called Fly, is it Fly Yeah, Fly Kamikaze. Okay. Um, which is Little Jeff's band. Little Jeff is like a really good friend of uh, all of us, you know, and Sack and, and um Cool. Uh, and his drummer, uh, we call him Duder. I think his name is Jake. He's like a total fucking punk rocker drummer, you know, really rap. And th- this band is really cool. Actually, you should check it out too, man. Uh, it's like I'm a And... Um, so we have that going, and then we have a show with the Queers in October with the Queers of Body Rocket. Cool. Uh, so that's gonna be uh, there's another local band, uh, and then Brichero's, Butter, uh Body Rocket, and the Queers.
0: Fucking great show, dude.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be a fucking rager, dude, and it's here in Denver, near the bar, like the Sack Bar. So it's gonna be fucking rad. Cool. Okay, cool. we could have after party and we can fucking have some fun um and that's all we have we we have this um we have a lot of songs like we've been working all through the pandemic on these new songs and uh with richeros and um we have a bunch of them already demoed like we're ready to track and i think we're going to finally start because we were supposed to be recording with master genie and then he moved to italy
0: <laughs> your brother though he recorded the last record right yeah he did a good job dude yeah. he knows what he's doing so we,
1: we did a kind of like a combo thing we did um Grindor for drums and uh vocals and i think mix and master and then guitar and bass we did at the last Room.
0: that's awesome with andrew
1: yeah um it came out great I think it's oh, an yeah. awesome record, like, sound-wise, and, you know, we didn't really, like, overproduce, like, you know, it was just, like, I mean, there was, a you know, there's a lot of work that went into it, but um, it was pretty quick, you know, like, um I probably hit the drums in, like, two, three days. The re- I mean, you know, I think that, that most of the effort was on the um guitars and bass, since we were, you know, we were at, a, you know, we were at the Blaster Room, we wanted to try to take advantage of all the...
0: Culture, cool well, they, they happen there,
1: yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then the live record, um, it was funny because you know, like that one was, um, we went to Peru and play these shows, and um, we got back on a sudden. I get a, a a message through Facebook, and it's this guy, this guy sends me a, a little piece of a song, and you know, like, oh, rad right, man, I was like. Thanks for coming out to the show. That means a lot to all of us. You know, I, we appreciate it. And it's like, yeah, dude, I have the whole show, but like front to back, you know, like when, since you guys started to the end. And I said, okay. And then I said, um, how much, you know, cause I'm sure that's what she was wanting here, you know, and um hundred bucks so he sent me this fucking link and I I called my brother and I said, Hey dude, can you run this through your studio and see if you can kind of clean it up a little bit, but don't fuck with it, you know, just kind of clean it up. So it's not so, you know, like it kind of sounds a little better. And he's like, well, yeah, I called back. It's like, this pretty fucking, I mean, you know, there really isn't a whole lot I can do with it. I can, you know, like I'll run it through, you know, through pro tools and like, maybe kind of, like, clean it. So he did, and then I was talking to this guy, Chuck, that owns a label called Snappy Little Numbers. He was, uh... I don't really know why I was talking to him, but, I mean, he's a—he's in a band, you know, and, uh, uh he's very involved, you know, and a uh, yeah, very, very nice person. Um, so I was telling him about the band a little bit, you know, and, uh... And told me I'm just trying to put this record out, you know, this live recording and he asked me if I was shopping it and I said no, I don't, I really didn't think anyone would want it, you know, and um, so then he goes, uh, I'll be interested in releasing it, you know, and now it's like well okay, so I, so I sent it to him and uh, he listened to it and he was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking put this out and I was like, dude, that's so rad. So he put it out and, uh, you know, I think I probably have maybe like 30 to 50 copies left. Like it sold pretty good. It got some good reviews. Um, it's a good record. I, lo- I wanted it to be like hot pink and it came out like blood orange. I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I gotta what? pick one of those up from you cause I don't ha- actually have the vinyl. I've just heard the digital. Oh yeah, so. I'll send you
1: one, It's
0: a 10 inch, right?
1: Yeah. I that's the other thing it's like they were a whole lot of songs so I was like let's do a 10
2: yeah yeah
1: I, you know I don't want to do a 12 or a 7 because everyone is doing 12 and sevens. you know let's do a 10 on pink uh, hot pink uh, so I, I told the artist to like make sure you put the fucking name of the band on hot pink because it's got a the record well the fucking record comes out on a different color man you know it's, it's like,
2: <laughs> that God sucks
1: but um but yeah, I mean it's it's fucking rad. Yeah, you should have it. So I'm going to send you one for sure.
0: Yeah. So that wasn't actually planned. That was you guys didn't know how you know, to do it no recording clue. a live record.
1: Yeah, no clue.
0: No touch-ups. I mean, cleaned up but no overdubs or anything.
1: No, they I don't think that that well, I mean it probably be possible with all the technology now, but Oh uh, yeah, but such a fucking like It was very lo-fi, like, you know, uh, as far as the equipment, you know, not necessarily the sound, you know. It was, like, very low budget, you know. Like, there wasn't, like, a whole lot. I mean, that fucking bar was falling into pieces, you know. (laughs) the, The drums were a fucking total joke. Like, you've seen those memes where they put, like, you know, uh, uh, yeah, you know, the club owner, you know, yeah, don't bring your drums, we have some. And then there's a picture, it says the house drums, and it's just a beat up, fucking bullshit piece of shit, fucking drum. Yeah, kid. yeah, that's what the fuck I play with. <laughs> it was insane, dude. I like, I got to the club and I'm like, you know, I'm not flying with drums, you know. And I know the owner of the bar, I'm like, dude, what the fuck, you should take care of your shit, you know. It's like, dude, like, they come here and play every night and they destroy the motherfuckers, you know. And I said, I get mm-hmm. it. You know, so there's some parts and like like if you're listening to the drums, like it, it sounds like a void. It's actually a symbol. It just doesn't make any noise. You know, <laughs> it was it was really weird. And uh, the the amps were okay. You know, had a couple of, like uh, half stacks in there, like some orange stuff. And um and then you know we we brought our guitars and shit, but the, I don't bring when I fly internationally like that, I don't bring anything, especially in Peru. Cause if you go through customs with a snare, they think that you're gonna, you're bringing it to sell it. So they want to charge you some sort of fucking tax fee or something.
2: Yeah, so I
1: learned that the hard way, you know? And uh, so I'm like, fuck you. You gotta, I gotta, you gotta provide me with everything. So we were, we were actually flying to play a show with a different band that we are all three of us in. You know, that we've been in that band since the early 90s back in Peru. So every time we uh, we go out there, you know, we get our tickets paid and everything. So I figure, well, fuck it. Three of us, all three of us are here. So I'm just going to book a Bruchero show, you know, since we all got here for free, essentially, you know. So I get the show booked and, uh, or the show's booked. And um, it's always a fun time. Man, We love playing South America. It's just... uh There's a lot of energy.
0: up with Sack, dude. Is the new record coming out on vinyl? Yes. Okay. 100%. I figured it was. It's We're
1: on the queue. It's just that uh, there was a huge setback, and you know they were bucked up.
0: Yeah, I figured that's what it was, but hoping it comes out on vinyl at least. So. Oh, it is. It is coming. Awesome. Awesome.
1: Now, I don't know what Toby's doing with the vinyl like as far as if it's gonna be color, splatter, clear, black, you know, that yeah, yeah. detail I don't have. I, actually... No, I don't. I I've seen the the center labels and they're pretty rad, dude. You're gonna like them.
0: Cool, cool. I'm putting out a record that's gonna be on puke vinyl. It's coming out soon.
1: It, it looks vinyl. like puke,
0: dude.
1: <laughs> no, I haven't seen that style yet.
0: I'll send you but a picture. It's later.
1: crazy what they're doing with records now. It's so fucking cool. So yeah, yeah. so that's coming out on vinyl for sure. It's just a, you know we like I said, we're on the queue. So any 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 day now, you know, hopefully get it. Awesome press and then it's the start um, so unless I don't know if Toby already got a test press I have no idea um, all I know is that it's in the works so that's Very one cool. thing uh, Strung Out, Lagwagon, 30 years that is fucking cool I'm, I'm super cool. stoked because uh, we're playing some cities that I have played before and they're so hard you know, like to bring people in and it, to see these venues that will probably be sold out because of like and the out and having the chance to play in front of all these people will be, it's, it's very, it's very cool, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's awesome, um, man.
1: I mean, as far as me, you know, I don't know how the other guys feel about it. I'm sure, I know everyone's stoked, but, um, I'm taking it really, uh, like kind of like that, you know, like uh, very happy to have an opportunity like this in life, you know, that, um, to play these venues with these great bands. I've been listening to, I've been listening to since I was a kid, you know, so very grateful for that. That it's going to be a blast. Um, we're very excited. We have, uh, what else we have? We have a show that we're doing, um, in Denver. I think it's september 10th maybe or something like that um after that i'll check the date but uh that's gonna be uh there's a band here you remember that band uh Hit circus oh yeah dude so you know i don't know if you know a scooter but um no, he, I he, that band is here from from here from golden golden colorado and you know we're all really i you yeah, know i'm pretty good friends with Scooter, so is Cody and Ray and everybody else. And he has this like side band that uh, they do like a Tony Sly, or a, a no use for a name, cover band type thing. Okay. And um, uh, they're doing a benefit show for the Tony Sly Foundation. Oh, nice. And, um, so they invited us to play and, you know, um, supposed to be really rad, you know, I mean, I'm sure it is. I've, I've never seen it or, uh, or played it before, but I know they've been doing it for years. Um, so we're playing that, and we're playing with that other band that I was telling you, Fly like Kamikaze, which is also really rad. So that's happening uh, here pretty soon, and then we have the, uh, which will be a good thing, you know, to kind of prep up for uh, for the Lagwagon show, you know, have a little off show just to kind of warm up sort of thing. I think that'd be rad. And, um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then, then the tour, and um, I don't know, Cody, like I said, Cody wrote this new song, and we're all really stoked on it. So um, I'm hoping that uh, he's going to keep writing
0: some more songs. I fucking hope so, dude.
1: Well, I'm kidding, but, you know, it's uh, this one you really like. Cool, cool. Yeah, My Old Lady. Yeah, so that's what's happening with Zach, you know, this... Uh, we're looking forward to this tour. Um, I think it's going to be great, man. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. It's going to really make us, uh, I guess, elevate our musician musicianship in a way. Nice. You know, because, uh, I mean, fuck, dude. Like, black like and Stroud, they're like, they're Shredders, <laughs> man. You know, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, fucking really good at what they do. And yeah. uh, they've already been playing, like, for, months before, you know, so the fuck I think there are two right now. I don't even know. So um they're like fucking hot and ready like a pizza, you know. We're just like jumping, <laughs> we're just jumping in, you know, and at the at the end of it. So um we gotta we really gotta bring it, you know.
0: Yeah, you guys are playing a bigger club. Cody might need a longer cord to go to the bathroom, you know? I don't.
1: Well, he might be able to reach the green room bathroom, I think. 100 feet? <laughs> they, do, That's I awesome. think they do make like a 250 after the. Jesus Christ. Now, rolling that is just like a. It, it becomes like a task. <laughs> you know, so it's like who's rolling the cord? You know? It's 250 fucking feet. Yeah, yeah. Almost like a two man job. So I don't I think you should probably just funnel on the host, turn around so no one sees you but the band. <laughs> it should not be an issue. You know, like almost like if you were building like a beer pong kind of fucking or like I'm sorry, not a beer pong, not a fucking God. I forget some words in English, dude.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. I don't either imagine <laughs> anymore. All right, dude. Send me some of those, uh, send me some brachero demos someday. Love to hear some yeah. new stuff.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll send them to you,
2: for sure.
0: Yeah, I fucking love, love that band. I, I just remember when the Dummy Room started, somebody, it, it was you, I couldn't remember. I actually went back and looked through our, our message,
2: uh-huh. our messages,
0: and I didn't see it, so maybe you sent it to the Dummy Room page, but I wasn't sure, but anyways, dude, I was always like, this band fucking rules, and, yeah. uh... Yeah dude, I, I hope there's more shit coming because everyone that I
1: send it to really seems to enjoy it, so and we really love it too, man. Like I I'm gonna try to convince George to move out here so that we can play more. It sucks that he's so far well, I mean it's not really that far, but he travels a lot, dude.
0: What's is yeah, he, do? he travel for, for work or what? No no no, he
1: travels like to Denver. Yeah, he'll be here on the twenty sixth. Cool. Yeah. So um I'm stoked that he's coming.
0: That's, that's cool. Well, I can't wait to hear more stuff, dude. But anyways, I'll, uh, I'll let you go so you, right can, on, uh, you can get back to your bar. I don't know. <laughs> I want to see that fucker, dude. Yeah, Looks dude. Looks like fuck you fuck got you a bunch either. of cool yeah, shit.
1: You're welcome. Come whenever, anytime you want.
0: <laughs> All right, dude. Well, we'll stay in touch for sure, and uh, we'll yeah. talk to you later. Everybody else, I don't know when the next episode's coming. Probably next week. I've been trying to take a week off, but... Uh, For some reason, I'm just too dumb to quit, you know? So until then, everybody...
1: When you find something that you love, dude, like music or, you know, whatever your thing is, dude, like... Yeah. It's not really a job, but I I get it, you know? It takes... it Just like everything takes time.
0: Yep, yep. So until the next episode, everybody, stay cool, stay safe. We'll see you later. See you later, Ruben. Take it easy,
1: man. Thanks for everything, dude. All right. Bye. Later.